I think the reality is um, that the kind of the big energy efficiency opportunities, particularly at the kind of the, the, if you like, the kind of the retail consumer level, haven't materialised perhaps in the way we might have expected. And that then kind of, if you like, creates an onus on the supply side to decarbonise more rapidly. So if you take the kind of the pandemic year as an example of where we've seen kind of massive demand destruction, so six, more than 6% emissions reductions, um, we simply can't expect that demand side reduction to kind of happen year on year on year. The, the amount of investment that's going to be required to replumb and rewire the world's energy system is phenomenal. Um, so between now and 2050, it's of the order of $100 trillion. Um, so you're looking 30 years, you know, um, you're looking at uh, 3 trillion a year. So if you're an investor into that opportunity of saying, well, bring it on, this is wonderful. So you take an optimistic perspective that this transition creates business opportunities and decarbonisation opportunities hand in hand. Our kind of preference was to, was to set a series of fairly kind of stringent, certainly for operational emissions and for the equity emissions from the combustion of our production, um, be it gas or be it, be it oil, um, to actually um, set absolute kind of um, some absolute targets and, and, and also some absolute aims because of the, the, the finite nature of the carbon budget. And, you know, bringing new carbon, if you like, into the atmosphere from the subsurface, you know, we, we felt was probably, if you like, not in the kind of the spirit of the um, uh, of, of, of getting to getting to Paris. So our, our kind of preference was to include, um, if not emissions we had control over, but emissions where we could influence. So I think the influence point is very important. Nobody's laid out that 40% reduction of production, so that's a specific thing for ourselves because it becomes more of a transition play from um, carbon intensive to, to low carbon, whereas uh, a number of competitors, be, be, they're seeking to kind of reduce intensity rather than kind of absolute at the kind of production level. So there are some important, I think there's, they, they kind of, one might say nuances, but there are some quite fundamental differences in strategic approaches here. But nevertheless, you know, as soon as you, there is no doubt that competitive positioning over emissions and emissions pathways is precisely that. It's a sort of competitive thing that will either attract investors in or repel investors. What we've said, um, and this comes back to that kind of basic point around transitioning from international oil company to integrated energy company, the we believe that what we can bring to those kind of projects is the operational project expertise, say offshore wind that we've learned in offshore oil and gas, the integration opportunities. Um, so take, for example, offshore wind and hydrogen. So these are the kind of things that we believe as big energy players over kind of decades and decades, we think we can do, we think we can do very well. And then on top of that, um, sort of balance sheet strength, structured financing that we can bring to actually improve the returns. And then depending on how one wants to kind of hold an asset, if you want to hold it for the long term, you get long term kind of stable cash flows. But the one other thing I, I would say is that the, the opportunity for integration is something that obviously is quite nascent, um, but it, we believe very kind of deeply in that and what that may bring to bear. So um, we think that can add sort of percentage points to returns and it, indeed some of the new businesses. Fundamentally, we need to bring emissions down. So we would say it's important for investors to invest in companies that are chasing emissions down. Energy represents something like 70% of emissions. 
and so investing in companies that are making kind of real commitments and setting kind of targets to to that transition sort of so-called greening companies that are seeking to move from if you like kind of brown to green is really important um, there are lots of brilliant kind of solar and pure play wind uh, companies that are out there that are kind of already green and get kind of big scores on the ESG metrics and such like and that's great but the reality is emissions won't, we won't solve the emissions challenge, we won't get to the Paris goals unless we support those companies that are committing to make the transition, the so-called greening companies. There will be pressure to do more, but we also see this as a bigger ecosystem of, kind of, of companies, investors and wider stakeholders driving that greening agenda for companies that are prepared and committed um, uh, to make the transition.